from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. We are on the road at a very familiar spot. That would be the Omni Nashville Hotel. We'll be here three hours. And as you might assume, a lot to get to. Coach Pete with us in our one. Oh, Miss Evie. In hour two, Kevin was with us yesterday, so no Kevin today. Kevin Hagan, Brad Powers, Brad Powers Sports with us in hour three. All the gambling items you may have from the Omni. If you're in the area, pop on in. Breakfast bar should be up in, I'd say, an hour. We're in kitchen notes. Now, we're not in our... Typical location inside Kitchen Notes, which is the very back, which is called the Quarter Note. We're right by the breakfast bar, literally, and we're in what's called the Half Note. It's where we got put today, and we've been in here before, very comfortable area. And if you walk into Kitchen Notes, you can't miss this. You're going to hear me way down the hall probably anyways, but. If you happen to be in the downtown 615 coming this way, etc., you want to pop in and say hello, this is where we're going to be. Coach Pete checks in on a Friday. And, Coach, we were just talking about the news regarding Nick Saban. What did you think when you heard this? Uh, number one, I was taken back because it was uh i get not a guess the assumption was that if nick won one more national championship that was going to be it but when you have a couple days to think back on it i tried to go back through the year and think about some of the comments that were made you know throughout the year that might have given us a hint that this was coming and the one that stands out to me 
is when he went into the press conference and he said, you know, we're not doing some things very well. And he said, and Miss Terry said, well, you need to get on their, their butts. <laughs> and he used the, and I'm thinking, that's not typical Nick talk. Nick knows when it's time to get on them. He doesn't need any prodding. And there's nobody closer to him, obviously, than Terry. But it was like, all right, what's going on? And um, I think he was very candid, transparent, and honest when he said the grind got to me. Bill, tell me the last time you can remember there hasn't been an assistant coach leave Alabama in the last 10 years. He's constantly coaching coaches and then coaching players. So it's, and then he's always recruiting. You know, that's the one thing about Nick that, I mean, I go back when I was coaching, he was at Navy. <laughs> the first time I met him on the road, he never offered a scholarship to a young man that he didn't personally work out and see and figured out how they were going to fit. He wanted to see body type. He wanted to see explosion. He wanted to see agility. He, he All the things in his mind where this person could fit in his plan. And when you're constantly on the go like that, at some point, the Energizer rabbit runs out. <laughs> you need to be energized. And obviously, the other thing was when he bought the property in Florida, Everybody, all right, retirement's on the horizon, it, It's gonna, but it's not this year. And then when the car dealership deal came out, what, the $700 million investment, or, or I don't know how to term it, and he has said, I'm going to keep working, I have other businesses. But for what he did in Tuscaloosa, you know, this one of the many stories is that when Mal Moore, God rest his soul, what a great guy, when Mal was with him on the plane and Terry flying into Tuscaloosa from Miami. They're coming in, getting ready to land. And Nick looks at him and he said, Mal, I just want you to know one thing. You got a horse manure football coach, but no one. And he said, no one will ever out recruit me. So thanks for the opportunity. <laughs> and no one has out recruited him until NIL transfer portal and finally you just go you know what that's enough Pete here is Nick from a recent interview ESPN Reese Davis talking about exactly how he came to this decision why did you decide that this was the right time to retire well I don't think there's any good time especially when you're a coach because once you're a coach you think you're going to be a coach forever but I actually thought that uh, in hiring coaches, uh, recruiting players, uh, that my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, took a little little more out of me than usual and you know when people mentioned the health issue it was really just the grind of can you do this the way you want to do it can you do it the way you've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season 
And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. Uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. So there's no, there's no illness. It's just the grind and the gruel of the season. Yeah, there's no illness. Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. Um, but it was the, can you sustain the season, you know, from just a, a mental grind standpoint. Um, and I've, you know, when I was young, you know, I could work till two in the morning, get up at six and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. There you have it. Now, what they did not say was name, image, likeness, paying players, you getting poached, you poaching other rosters. I think that whole mixture probably escalated this, Coach. Well, he had 15 players enter the portal. But if he wanted to deal with money being paid to players, he, he would have gone back to the NFL where he, you're not recruiting 365. <laughs> if yeah. it's more football, your roster's set. You have the general manager. You have the college scouts, the pro scouts, things like that. The NFL model has come to college football off the field. The NFL model was brought to college football by Nick Saban when he came from Miami and just in the evaluation of players and how he coached them. This was not a good week for 70-plus-year-old coaches. Coach Saban, Coach Belichick, Pete Carroll, all 70. And we are seeing a whole new chapter, the turning of the page moving forward with those three guys deciding that. And, and again, I don't think Belichick is going to stop coaching because he's 15 wins shy of breaking Don Shula's all-time NFL record. Until he gets that, I think he stays in it. Uh, but I think Belichick and Saban being as close as they were, Nick saw what was happening with the roster in New England and going, oh, my gosh, we, what happened at South Florida? <laughs> the quarterback controversy, uh, the old line Bill, the last three years they've given up, I think, 76 sacks. Something, it's an outrageous number. But I think the quarterback controversy weighed on them a lot more than what people think. There's always issues within your football team that you have to handle. He, Nick made a comment to Dennis Dodge from CBS Sportsline, who I know very well. And Dennis, this was a few years ago. Uh, Dennis asked him, he said, you know, how long can you sustain this? He said, well, can you imagine if I went eight and four here? What would happen, the fallout, what it would be? So I think he saw what was going on with Belichick and how close those guys are. And he just finally said, you know what? I, I've had a pretty good run. And in coaching at the end of the every year, I mean, Coach Holtz used to do it. As many coach, head coaches as I, around, they would reassess where they were. And like Nick said, the grind got to them. Um, 
and he's right. When you're coaching, you think you're you can stay forever. But I think he and Terry had some long discussions about it. In fact, the story is that he was on the phone with her at 3:55 before he walked into the four o'clock team meeting, and he had wanted two speeches to give. And we found out he gave the speech that time to move on. So uh, what a run! Now. The guy that's going to make a lot of money out of this is Jimmy Sexton because <laughs> Sexton's got clients that are going to be involved in the interview process. Whoever doesn't come is going to get a bump from their school. But he also is going to get Nick a job on ESPN <laughs> or, or TV. So Jimmy's making money five different ways right now. Jimmy's going to get his money in and out. It doesn't matter which way it flows, right? That's true. Exactly. Exactly. Pete, when we come back after this break, and we're getting an echo, we had some problems this morning, so Pete's with us, but he's by phone, but we're getting an echo. We'll fix that here during the break. When we come back, let's take the conversation to the pursuit of the next Alabama coach and what's going on. More Coach Pete with us on this Friday from the Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. They're working an accident over here on 40 westbound, right near 2nd and 4th before you get to the south loop. It's got traffic a little bit slow now as you come past Fessler's as they try to clear this crash on 40 westbound. Again, just before 2nd and 4th, uh, traffic's on the increase. I-40 coming in from Mount Juliet, 24 starting to load up, going westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming in from Rutherford County. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations. Order online at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much 
by Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. The traditional first year anniversary gift is paper. Yay! Envelopes. The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum. Are there sardines in here? And the 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars. Now that's what I'm talking about. It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. Just start with Brable being fired. Mm-hmm. Your initial reaction. Called it, felt it coming for weeks now, if not months. Not surprised. That's he, my that's he, my reaction. I thought he got himself fired. How so? Just by being Mike Brable. Yeah. I think if he really, really wanted to be the coach here, he would be. I agree with you 100%. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Hashtag fat side up. Tweet to Bill at Bill is King to enter the arena of ideas. Coach Pete with us. We're at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Pete, I think... Alabama, and I know their fan base, a little bewildered that they're not able to just pick up the phone, contact whoever, big name, and they come crawling. At the moment, that's not happening. Apparently, Lanning is a no-go. Apparently, Sark, who... Supposedly, Saban wanted, that was his choice, is a no-go. Norvell, I believe the same thing. Pete doesn't mean they won't get a good coach, but I think maybe they're a little astonished that it's not as easy as they might have thought. No doubt about it, Bill. And I think that with the um, way contracts are written today, the buyout for landing was $20 million. Uh, I believe the buyout for Sark was somewhere between 15, 10 and 15. Uh, people will come up with that, but here's what I've always believed that Lanning has his program established in the way he wants things done at Oregon. He knows who the folks are that he can go to when he needs to get players for NIL. He also has the weight program, the recruiting system down that he wants. Sark obviously has that in Texas. Norvell has done a great job of building it at Florida State. It takes a lot of energy. (laughs) Just the thing that Nick said, the grind and the energy. It takes a lot to go to a program especially like Alabama, especially following Nick Saban and the success he's had, and 
reestablishing your system to fit the unknowns. And when I say the unknowns, it's the people in the administration. Well, you've already built those relationships where you are right now. I mean, you have an academic question, you know who to go to, a compliance question, recruiting question, you know how you're handling that stuff. Do you want to go and start over again, especially with all the scrutinies that that is going to come in Tuscaloosa with the guy who's going to follow Nick Saban in Alabama? That compounds it a little bit. There are some guys right now, NIL and Transfer Portal has leveled the playing field a lot more than what we think. And uh, is the Alabama job a great one? Nick Saban made it, 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 again, a great one, kind of like when Bear Bryant had it going. But in today's world, if you have money and you, you have access to the country right now because you can get recruiting nationwide, and uh, I just think that a lot of question marks, the question becomes, do I want to follow Nick Saban and what's going on internally at Alabama? Pete, not only that, but that program is built on Nick Saban. Those players are there for Nick Saban. Those recruits are there for Nick Saban. This transition is going to be interesting. They've already had a huge name, Ryan Williams, a receiver who's considered an immediate impact star as a freshman decommit. This happened a couple of days ago. Auburn probably the recipient there. That's not done yet. But the new guy has a lot of work to maintain things there, Coach. And – If you are Lanning or you are Sark, you've already got a fantastic program. It might not be Alabama's brand, but you've got a very good program. You have lots of resources, and you don't have to go into that pressure cooker where winning just one national championship, Coach, won't be enough. Well, the big big question this year, you're exactly right, Bill, and the big question was this year was, or, or the big comment about the program was Nick Saban's never gone more than three years without winning a national championship. Well, this is the first time that that's happened. And so I think that added to the grind as well. And the number of players have gotten into the portal. Uh, is, Williams is the young man from Sarah Land, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, it's my understanding. I got a call last night that the receiver from Baylor is decommitted as well. Um, I can't think of the young man's name right now. Right. But uh, a a friend of mine in in college coaching called me, and he said, yeah, here's the next one. The the receiver, the real good receiver from from Baylor in Chattanooga is decommitted as well. And I said, well. Oh, Coach, you're talking about, I thought you meant Baylor, like Baylor University. Amari Jefferson. Amari Jefferson, yes, yeah. at, at Baylor School in, in Chattanooga, um, has supposedly decommitted as well. So I think that one hits. But when Greg Byrne, the AD, asked those players after the team meeting on Wednesday, give me 72 hours before you make a decision, 
it's not only affecting the current players, but like you said, the recruits as well. That's why I think they want Alabama needs somebody in place by tomorrow because you, coaches are going back on the road recruiting. And the uncertainty of who's going to lead the program right now is opening the door for a lot of other schools. And the number one school, you just mentioned them, Hugh Freeze and Auburn are going to jump at this as much as they can. Couple of questions here on Twitter. Mike the Mad Dog down in Noonan, Georgia. Asked Pete, as a former coach himself, how much do you miss the game when you walk away? You know, for the first week or so, you walk away and go, okay. And then the longer it goes, the more you miss it. Um, I promise you this when the signing date comes up in the first Wednesday in February, you're going to replay a million things in your mind. Then you, you, the next thing that your body and your brain is telling you, well, it's spring practice. What do we got to do? And, you know, and then it's recruiting. And uh, then you get a little time in the summer, but the time you really miss it is when the games kick off uh, on Labor Day weekend and through the season. And, and you start going, you know, all right, I've re, re-energized a little bit. Maybe I want to get back in. <laughs> And that's where Miss Terry's going to go, nope, you made the decision. This is where we are. Um, it really hits you when the fall gets here. But in the in the next three months, it's going to be the, the next signing period. It's going to be spring practice. And then how you go about getting your players through the, through the summer. But once the season starts, it really hits you then. Georgia dog down the Emerald Coast says, guys, I heard a story yesterday. Nick in his first coaching job is in a restaurant with a coach, and they're drawing up plays while they're eating, and the place gets robbed, and they're so into the plays on the napkins they're drawing up, they don't even notice it. That's Bob Stoops' uncle, I think. He went to – he was on the road somewhere, and yeah. it was – I don't think it was Bob Stoops' dad who, remember, passed away during the high school game coaching it, but – it was, I think, his uncle, and they went to go grab some lunch. And Pete, they're in there so immersed in X's and O's, the place got robbed, and they didn't even notice it. Yeah, I think it was in Youngstown, Ohio. and uh, Probably. The head yeah. coach at uh, Cardinal Mooney was Don Bucci. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that story a bunch. And Stoops' <laughs> dad coached for Bucci at, uh, at Mooney. But, uh <laughs> I got a great one. I'm at Notre Dame. I'm One of the things I'm in charge of is the summer camp. Well, I go in and talk to Boots, and I said, Coach, we'd love for you to come work the camp at Notre Dame. And Boots, he's a, he's a chain smoker. He's sitting there smoking. He said, okay, Coach. He said, what do I got to do? I said, what do you mean what do you have to do? He said, like, what are my duties at this camp? I said, well, I'd like what position do you want to work with? He goes, Coach, I come to – he said, I can't do it. I said, what do you mean? He said, the best camp situation I have is at Michigan State with, with Nick. I said, what do you mean? He said, they give me a hotel room. I play golf all day. They feed me, and then they give me a check. He said, that's my idea, working high school camp. He said, Nick's got me going. <laughs> that's good. That is good. I said, well. I don't know if I can do that. I said, I, I think Coach Holtz would want you to be on the field. He goes, nah, I'm going back to Michigan State with Nick. <laughs> Josh 
in Pickerington, Ohio. Ask Coach Pete, who was the fullback that Woody Hayes punched in the Iowa game and broke his ribs? Now, we're not talking Clemson, Charlie Ballman, but do you know who he's talking about in the Iowa yeah, game? John Brockington. Oh. And here's the deal. They play uh, – Ohio State plays Iowa the week before Michigan. They take the opening kickoff. They get the opening kickoff on offense, and they're driving down, and they get to about the 10-yard line, and Brockington fumbles. And Brockington hadn't fumbled all year. So he comes off to the sideline, but he avoids Woody, and Woody's screaming, throwing a fit. Well, Woody wore one of the Ohio State championship rings on, on one hand. They get the ball back second series, and Brockington at some point in the series, he fumbles again. Oh. Unheard of. He fumbles two consecutive series. So Brockington's coming off, and it's like, holy cow. This is Iowa. They're not good. You know, we got Michigan next week. Well, Woody gets close to him, and he takes his right hand, and he gets it up under his shoulder pads. You know where the strap is, Bill? Oh, yeah. And he pulls Brockington to him. And he starts to lean over to whisper in his ear. But with his other hand, he's punching him in the ribs with, with the hand that has the ring on with his left hand. And he's screaming at him, Brockington! Fumbling is an act of God. A God-blank fool. A God-blank fool. Well, needless to say, Ohio State goes on, beats the living heck out of Iowa. And Woody's like, okay, let's get ready for Michigan. So Sunday, <laughs> they go into the staff meeting, and the first thing they always start off with is the injury report, and the trainer's there. So Woody said, all right, Doc, what, what do you got? And he said, uh, we shouldn't have anybody. He said, that, that was like a pillow fight yesterday. And the trainer goes, no, Coach, we got one. And he goes, who? He goes, Brockington. He said, Brockington? What the heck happened to him? He said, Coach, you, he has some broken ribs. He said, broken ribs? He didn't get hit hard enough. And, and the whole staff, they, they're biting their lip, trying not to laugh and everything. And finally, I guess it was uh, George Chomp, the quarterback coach, said, Coach, um, when you got mad at Brockington about the fumbles, I think you might have been a little bit too aggressive with him. And Woody went, ah, that, that, that. <laughs> yeah, Woody, Woody was pounding his ribs with that ring on his finger. <laughs> that. That's a heck of a story. Rod, a Buckeye in Texas. With what's going on in Alabama, Coach, he said Dean Smith, basketball North Carolina, retired right before the season. Saban retired right after the season. Which is better regarding how it affects recruiting, transfer portal, et cetera? Well, I – I think this after the season, I believe is totally better, but this one was so immediate. I, you know, Nick up until five or the way the story's being told up until five or 10 minutes before the team meeting, he still hadn't decided. He was on the phone with uh, interviewing an assistant uh, for the wide receiver position because uh, Wiggins had gone to A&M as receiver coach. And, I just think he had wrestled with it all weekend when he was down in Florida with Terry and, and they were talking about it. 
uh, I think at the end of the season, because you've completed the year. Now it gives the administration, it gives the current players uh, the opportunity and the staff um, a chance to look. I really think that after all this stuff is over, they're going to get a, a head coach, whoever it is. I think Tommy Reese goes to LSU as the offensive coordinator for Brian Kelly again. Because, you know, Kelly hasn't named anybody as the offensive coordinator at LSU. I had not even thought of that. That makes yeah, total I, I, sense. I, yeah, I think Tommy Reese will go go back with Kelly. I mean, look, Brian Kelly just hired Bo Davis and, and Baker from Missouri. I mean, he's those guys are really good on defense. But I think now with what's happened at Alabama, uh, if if that'd be a hard position to put Tommy Reese in. Never been a head coach before. And you got to take over after Nick Saban. Wow, yep. uh, I I think that if if Tommy does not get the job, which I think long odds on that, I think he ends up back in Baton Rouge, or he ends up in Baton Rouge back with Brian Kelly. That does make sense. More Coach Pete as we continue. Ole Miss EB top of the hour, and I got to tell you, they're worried. I'm going to ask Pete about it. He's close to Ole Miss. There is some worry about baby Kiff here. <laughs> there is. There's legit worry. Coming right back. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning, wrapping up this wreck over here on 40 westbound at 2nd and 4th. That did create a little bit of an extra slowdown on I-40 westbound as you try to get past Fessler's. Traffic's on the increase coming in from Wilson County through the Mount Julian area on 40 west headed towards Hermitage. It's loading up at times on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area right now coming in from Rutherford County. Watch out for some radar out in Coffee County this morning on 24. 24-7 reliable crane and rigging services here in Middle Tennessee. It's got to be Tomahawk Crane and Rigging. They're online, TomahawkCrane.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. 
The VAR sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. And now, J.B. Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by J.B. Roofing, serving the area for 20 years. For all your residential roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 629-246-7693. 629-246-7693. That's J.B. Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Bogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans. We talk SEC football. We talk NBA. We talk everything. And we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. The home of commitments and other stuff. The Bill King Show. we've heard anything there yet but do you if you're an Ole Miss fan worry about your coach absolutely absolutely who's the guy that changed the offense at Alabama for Nick Lane Kiffin I mean the Alabama administration and Lane is a different guy now he's older more mature uh, I, he is, um, I believe, a guy that Ole Miss should worry about losing. Yes. Here's the thing, Bill. Ole Miss, it, it, obviously next year there are no divisions in the SEC. Ole Miss never made it to Atlanta. Who gives you a better chance of winning a national championship? Alabama or Ole Miss? Who's recruited in the South longer? Lane over Kalen DeBoer. Who's done a very good job in the transfer portal? I mean, to, to get this group of people to Oxford, Mississippi, and Lane 
is great at making connections with the fans. Obviously, you know, the lane train, everything else. Having been in that program as long as he was, I think he is a legitimate candidate for the job. That would, considering what Ole Miss has done, by far the number one team in this cycle in the portal. Yep. That scrambles all that up. <laughs> if, indeed, something happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. So, um, but, look, Judkins goes to Ohio State. You know, I mean, but they'll they'll find the running back. Oh, the, yeah. the key to me, and, and we talked about this last Friday, you know, my question to Judkins is, tell me a program you can go to that has a better quarterback than Jackson Dart. I mean, Milrow is the second-best running back on that Alabama team. He's not as consistent a passer. And I know that Reese developed some, some throws for him during the season as it went on, but – Consistently, uh, the passing game was not a threat as it has been in the last few years with the past quarterbacks that have been in Alabama. Now, who who gets that threat back? Lane Kiffin. I will say this about Kalen DeBoer. His offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, Nick offered Ryan Grubb the offensive coordinator job in Alabama last year before he hired Tommy Reese. So... If you get Kalen DeBoer and you get Ryan Grubb and look what they did with Penix and look what they've done in Washington, at Washington, and it's not just on offense. Kalen DeBoer has won everywhere he's been, and he's built that roster. So the knock that, well, you haven't recruited in the South, and I know I said that earlier. Yeah. But in today's transfer portal and NIL deal, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just a matter about coming in, establishing relationships. But when high school kids and high school coaches see the progress Kalen's made everywhere he's been with his players, um, my goodness. Uh, To bring that offense to the SEC, (laughs) that would be fun. Rob in the 5-4-0 over in Virginia, please – Share with Coach Pete his comments endorsing Brent Pry a few weeks ago were spot on. What is his outlook for 24, and will Vanderbilt Stadium be ready for Virginia Tech opening season in Nashville? Brent uh, Brent Pry will have Virginia Tech poised to challenge Florida State in Clemson for the ACC championship. That's big. He, he will have them ready. Uh, Florida State, obviously, with losing as many players as they did. Uh, Mike's Norvell, Mike Norvell is in a rebuilding mode, uh, reloading mode. Um, so I'm not sold on DJ as your quarterback. Just not sold on him. Too many inconsistencies. The Oregon State team this year, look, Smith, Danny Smith did a tr- tremendous job. He did. But he's he's done a tremendous job. They're building the roster. That defense at Oregon State was really good. They lost Spates a year ago to LSU, the linebacker. You know, the inside who went down to Baton Rouge, you know what I mean? But Smith is really a, a good recruiter. 
Oregon State also had a right tackle who's I think yeah. it is a beast. Yep. And so I but the inconsistencies in big games again showed up for DJ. Now you're coming to the ACC. I mean, third program in four years. I'm not sold that this is the guy. He's not as mobile as Travis. So Brent Pry has this Virginia Tech program on the rise, and they will challenge Florida State and Clemson for the ACC championship. Now, will the stadium be ready? I don't know. <laughs> it's anybody's guess. But, uh, man, I'm looking forward to, to seeing Virginia Tech here in Nashville to open the season. And I'm not over there enough to know if that stadium's ready. They'll play. Here's the thing. I would see – if I'm Vanderbilt, knowing what you went through this year with that, I would try to get that game moved to Nissan Stadium. I would – I mean, look, Virginia and Tennessee played at Nissan Stadium. Why can't you move the Vanderbilt-Virginia Tech game uh, – you know, Virginia Tech game over there? I think you'd have uh, a lot more Virginia Tech people coming. <laughs> but guess what? You'd make a lot more money selling those tickets. <laughs> yep. More Coach Pete from the Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Trying to wrap up this earlier crash over here on 40 westbound at 2nd and 4th. Also, I see some flashing lights now on 440 eastbound at 65 right at that interchange. Rain in our area. Please give yourself extra travel time out here as it starts to build uh, on Vietnam. Vance going westbound through Hendersonville. Here comes that traffic in from Wilson County uh, through the Mount Juliet area on 40 west. Starting to load up at times on 24 westbound up through the Hickory Hollow area coming in right now from Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. Princess Hot Chicken is hiring at all four locations you can order online this weekend princesshotchicken.com i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic i'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing after my stroke when meals on wheels started i was on the other end of the stick so to speak my name is julius Gaines, creative writer poet photographer one in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. 
If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Get back to the grind with your Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow at 7 p.m. when they host the New York Knicks on social media night. Catch all the action and be sure to arrive early. First 5,000 fans receive a Marcus smartphone holder. Get hyped. Get ready for a star-studded show and secure your tickets today by visiting grizzlies.com. That's grizzlies.com. The best college football talk on the planet presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. The Bill King Show. Coach Pete is with us. The Alabama topic, the story has occupied every milliliter of oxygen in this room. (laughs) Rightfully so, I I would think. My only worry... And I heard you say that they need to get somebody in place in a 24-hour span from right now. My only caveat is it's got to be the right person, though. Because if you rush it and bring in a guy who's not ready for this, it doesn't really matter. Right. But I think the the candidates are probably all up to it, right? Yes. I mean, I don't think there's – All the candidates know how big a stage, how big a position this right. is that they're getting ready to take. This is life-changing, one way or the other. <laughs> when you write your book, this is the main part, right? That's right. I mean, it's Alabama, man. I mean, we're, we're talking about Coach Bryant, all the stories, and, and now Coach Saban and all the sto- and the championships – and what the expectation level is. And you know exactly what you're getting when you take this one. And um, to me, Alabama is in college football is like Kentucky was in basketball, you know, with the history and the tradition and or UCLA in basketball. But I believe they have to have somebody in place or else – the new candidate, whoever comes in, if if someone's not hired this weekend, if so, if it goes into next week, that guy should act, ask for an extra year on the contract because that's how far behind they're going to be in recruiting. With portal stuff, with the current guys, and where you are. This weekend is, is critical to keeping this recruiting class and keeping the current players. You have to go re-recruit the current team, that's your number one goal because it, without those guys, how are you going to have a spring practice? I talked to a college coach the other day. Team, He's with a top five team. He said, Coach, you know, three years ago, we only had four or five midterm guys. Two years ago, we had eight. He said, this year we have 30. Well, those 30 guys now with a new personality coming in that they didn't originally commit to, and you make a great point. Those players were there for Nick Saban. Now they have to be there for 
Mr. X. <laughs> well, who's Mr. X? And that's why I think Lane Kiffin is the ideal guy because he's been in that program and he can come in and say, look what we did when I was here. And I, you know, he's called Nick the goat, even though he's, <laughs> he yeah. loves poking the bear a little bit, but now he's the guy. And I think you wait, what are my opportunities of winning a national championship at Alabama versus what they are at Ole Miss? And that's not knocking Ole Miss. It's just, that's where you are. Hoptown boy, Kentucky guy, says, could Kalen DeBoer, though, be a potential Harson situation like at Auburn? No. Auburn, Auburn has too many chiefs trying to do the cooking. You and I talked off the air about the network outside of the program. And Alabama's got a pretty good network outside of the program. And what I'm talking about, if you those people are committed. Correct. Auburn has too many people. I mean, we can go back to Bobby Louder trying to control everything. And they, the Auburn deal, they got too many chiefs. Jetgate. Hey, <laughs> there's a litany of them. Right. Uh, this guy, Yellowwood. Uh, Jimmy. Jimmy Rain. Jimmy Rain. You know what yeah. I mean? Between Louder, Rain. I mean, you you don't know who's really controlling the athletic part. And then Alan Green played baseball at Notre Dame, was the AD there. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden this whole thing – you're trying to run a program like you think you are, but and everybody's going, nah, I really don't want him, but I got to check with who wants the Mobile group, who wants that, the Montgomery group, the <laughs> the Auburn, you know. Come on, man. Auburn's got too many outside influences still involved. Alabama, that didn't happen with Nick. Hey, get out of my way. I'm running this thing, and I'm going to tell you, here's what we need, and here's how we're doing it. And Lane was a part of seeing Nick do that. Sark was a part of seeing Nick do that. Those guys know who they can go to when they need help that are committed to that Alabama program. Every program has them. It's just the Auburn folks. It, it's, that's why Harzen was being pulled by so many people. That was never going to work. Or at Alabama, DeBoer goes in there, and I truly believe that Nick will help in the transition identify who the Apparently they've given him an office somewhere there. Yeah. He's going to be. But the, the high school coaches you need to talk to, here's our, our base in recruiting, you know, and, and what we're doing. Um, I don't think you had that <laughs> at Auburn. It's, it's just one versus the other. We're about to hear the music at the top of the hours. Hugh Freeze got a uh, staff issue yeah. right now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, Philip Montgomery. Cadillac Williams out. Yeah. I Look, um, I, I don't think it was a good look to say that uh, I wasn't involved in the game planning for the Music City Bowl. I was doing more recruiting. You do that all year, dude. <laughs> Stop. One thing about Hugh Freeze I've known the dude a long time, never his fault. I don't care what he says. It's never Hugh Freeze's fault. Remember that, folks. Appreciate it, Coach. Hey, man. Hey, congratulations to Michigan Big Blue, Jimmy Harbaugh. That didn't even come up. I off. mean, my goodness. Hey, and Connor Stallions is, <laughs> is a hero. But, hey, I'm so happy for Harbaugh and, and to win it. And uh, Man, oh, man, they 
that defense was something. And Jesse Minner, Rick Minner, uh, great, great job. See you next week. Yes, sir. Ole Miss Evie, the angelic tones when we come back. Can't wait to hear her. <laughs>